Hey everybody, it's your favorite fat girl next door, Foxy Box, and I just wanted to put in a little precursor to this podcast in retrospect after having it finished and getting ready to upload. I wanted to address a couple of things. Number one, I had not named my podcast yet, and I have now decided on Bimbo Box as it is a beautiful little offshoot of my outside the box universe uh, that I am producing and figuring out what I'm doing with everything. This is a passion project. I love Bimbo Core and I know you all do too. So this is Bimbo Box and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have some really excellent uh, interviews lined up with some people that are gonna, you're gonna be like, how the fuck do they want to talk to Foxy or Kelsey or however you know me? And you know, it's cause I'm the shit. Can't you smell it? Just kidding. I'm <laughs> not like a wrestler or something. Okay, but anyway, on the real, another thing that I really needed to address is the fact that these are my opinions and my guests' opinions. This isn't the truth. It's not fact. It's not wrong. And it's just how we feel. And I think that in society today, the faster that we learn to just listen to other people and just respect opinions and not have to make everything about us, the better. Um, I just really wanted to come from a mindful place and, and share what I've perceived from this whole situation. I don't know these people. They don't know me and they don't give a shit about me and they don't give a shit about you likely. So just listen, sit back and enjoy the variation of opinions. The thing that makes the world beautiful is we are all different. So I hope that you can take a few things from this and um, just enjoy. Hi guys, I am so glad to have you here today. This is a project that has been long in the mind making for me and I have really wanted to launch it and I decided today while talking to a friend that there was no better time than now to do what I've been talking about for six months. So welcome to so far my unnamed titled uh, podcast where I talk to my interesting friends about interesting things and maybe you'll be interested too um, in this podcast. I think that there's probably not much of a limit of what we could talk about or who you might hear. So uh, please hit that subscribe, like me. I don't know what platforms you're going to find me on, but hell, you're going to find me eventually and you're going to fucking love me. My name is Kelsey Pennywinkle. I go by Foxy Box. I am a solo porn star, a podcaster, a bad bitch, and a asshole. Um, I also love to just talk. So here you go. Let's talk. Um, today, I have decided that I was going to talk about the subject of the resurgence of Playboy. Uh, lots of us love bimbo culture, men and women alike, and it is a shared love for sexy, busty blondes and a man named Hugh Hefner. Um, we are going to really break down a lot of these groups that are uh, active very much on different platforms, Reddit, Facebook, things like this, the banter of Playboy. We're going to talk about Holly Madison and Bridget Marquardt, Kendra Wilkinson, and other girlfriends. And hey, we might even have a little bit of a mystery for you guys to help us solve. So we're going to just talk and see what you guys might find out. And uh, if you hear us and you would like to be featured in my new Gabby little dish sesh podcast, 
send me an email, foxybox at gmail.com. So I have a friend with me here today, and her name is Holly. Uh, many of you that may frequent the Playboy groups might know her, um, but you might not. And if you don't, you should, or if you do, you might hate her. Uh, her name is Holly L.A., and we are going to bring her to the stage, and we're going to fucking dish. So everybody, welcome Holly. Hello, my dear. How are you doing? Hi, guys. Too bad I'm doing okay. I'm just cold in Kentucky right now. Too bad I'm not in Las Vegas, and I'm usually there like every month for fun and vacation, but I'm not there now. I think that we should let everyone know that I didn't change my name. I was born a Holly, too, so... She was. She's a born Holly, um, but not to be mistaken as a Holland. Um, so, Holly, you're usually in Vegas. You know that I'm a Vegas virgin. Isn't that fucking crazy that I'm this old and haven't been? Yes, it is, because you live very close to Nevada, more than so than I do. <laughs> it takes over four hours to fly there. It would probably take four hours for you to walk there or something. No, it takes, I think, about five hours for me to fly from where I'm at. I'm kind of in the armpit of Washington State. And, I mean, let's keep it real. For the first 15 years of this go of having, like, uh, my own decision-making, I loved cocaine and uh, debauchery. So I was not spending my money on Vegas vacations, uh, which is kind of ironic because people think, oh, you go to Vegas to party. Um, No. <laughs> I want to go to fucking check out Zach Baggins Haunted Mansion. No relation to our subject here. That's just kind of a coincidence. I'm a ghost hunter of many things that I am. Uh, and I really want to go check out the Punk Rock Hall of Fame. And I know that you would be hella into both those. So we're going to Vegas or bust soon. I have been to Zach's museum and it is amazing. I can't hate it at all because it was a lot of fun. And I went on a Halloween night. He was actually there and his mother was there too working in the gift shop. And I said hi to her. I was like, you're Zach's mom. I recognized her from the show. She was friendly. And I was like, hi, my name is Holly. You know, I was the blonde bimbo carrying a Louis Vuitton. And, of course, I looked similar to someone, in a way, similar to someone. She's like, oh, he's currently dating Holly Madison. I was like, oh, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> this was didn't, in 2019. And not to dish too much, um, but didn't you match with Zach on, like, a dating site at some point? Um, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Actually, that's a, a good kind of uh, precursor into talking about like the Reddit shit that's going on. Um, a lot of the banter in the Reddit has been uh, people screenshotting Zach on dating apps and wondering, is this him or is this a troll? And I think somebody had a verified one, but like, does it really take that much anymore to get verified? I think a lot of people just look like Zach, maybe. Because yeah, they do a lot of cosplay and costumes that I see on, like, the Tumblr pages. where they, Ghost Adventures has a big fandom. Yeah. We want so. answers. Yeah, I fucking love that. It's, like, <laughs> so, for, as, like, a paranormal investigator, I'm, like, what the fuck are you guys doing? But it's, like, such, like, a guilty pleasure. Um, I used to, like, make everybody around me for, like, a good couple of years in, like, 20s. 16 2017 like watch it relentlessly oh and they did this episode where they went to a place locally to like near where i live and it's like a um it's called saint ignitus hospital it's in colfax washington and they were there and uh it's very funny because my partner at the time he was like um i've been there and it's not like that <laughs> yeah, no ghosts here right 
He's there, and you know, it's always like, oh my god, I fucking pissed my pants. I'm so scared. They punched me in the groin. <laughs> yeah, I think I've been to over ten places or more that Ghost Adventures has recorded because they've done a lot in Kentucky and in Las Vegas. Because um, I know that they did Riviera, which has since been torn down, but I've stayed there. And every time I will go to these places that they've been to, I'm like, no ghosts here. Where are they? <laughs> have they found them yet? <laughs> right. Yeah. Bridget, have you found them yet? Girl, yeah, right, 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 right. Um, I love the crossover in the bimbo and paranormal world. It's really crazy how many of us that love being bimbos are also like, oh, spooky. <laughs> it has to do with Scooby Doo. Oh, is that it? Is it like some fucking deep seated, like psychological? We like Daphne shit. <laughs> it's stoner stuff too. Loves it. So yeah, the Reddit though. Um, you know, I don't frequent it as much uh, because I'm mainly on Reddit for like sex work or like I'll like follow like the Moscow murder shit um, or like um, I'm a troll on Reddit. So I have two accounts. One is a bit, um, a burner and then one is my semi burner. Now, Holly, why don't you tell us the screen name of that Reddit? <laughs> so tell, us, tell us about what you've learned from your Reddit. Well, I, I'm definitely not cloud bussing on there. I can confirm that. <laughs> What's cloud bussing? Cloud bussing's one of the accounts that very frequently uses the Girls Next Door, Girls Next Level accounts and also has an admin on there for one of the accounts. Just someone that's always on there. <laughs> I was Rachel, that Rachel Love is probably mm -hmm. the main one that I see over there. And I can't get a read if they're like um where they're kind of laying. They kind of seem to play a lot of both sides, um, much like the other person that's in the Facebook groups that we'll discuss. Eventually. I really don't know who that is. I've talked to that person, but I don't I really don't know if it's you know, the same a burner. Do, you think it's the same, do you think it's the same person that is kind of play on both sides in the Facebook group? I do think it's probably a former playmate. You think so? There's so much lore. So we're just, I'm going to give you guys, because I know obviously everybody that's here is probably not going to be catching up with things that they're familiar with here. You might just dabble with Playboy culture. You might just jerk off to Playboy when you're younger. You know, you might have found your dad's magazines. I don't know. Or you are a fucking aficionado like we are. Um, but uh, no matter what, you know Playboy and you probably like Playboy. So, um, and if you hate it, it's probably because you are a consumer of the uh, podcast, The Girls Next Level. Um, so what we're talking about here is there's a lot of banter in these groups and a lot of like split on. Obviously, we're all aware that it's come out. These things are the secrets of Playboy, things like that, where uh, Hugh Hefner has been kind of uh, presented as a very unsavory uh, character. And. Um, it's very split down the middle, whether people love him or hate him, whether they honor his um, history and his accomplishments or they're like, fuck this guy. Um, and so it's I can see very valid points from everything because I am somebody that and I know you guys hate it, but I'm a Virgo and I can do the whole devil's advocate thing often. And I know that that's seen as a negative attribute with a lot of people, but I understand fully both sides of things. Um I was going to be a public defender. <laughs> so, I mean, like, uh, you know, if that's like 
make sense to anybody that's dealt with somebody in that position because you really have to be like non-biased and just look at facts. Um, and as my favorite YouTuber, uh, shout out to BJ Investigates, so she says facts ain't defamation. And I think that for my opinion on the whole thing, just to sum it up, um, is that I really do stand on the side of that Hugh Hefner um, was a good man. He did a lot for society. He um, gave people like me, um, meaning like sex workers, and you know, there were some anti-sex work themes with it, but it was old school. Um, but he gave women a platform to embrace their beauty, their bodies, their, and he did it in a tasteful, very beautiful, classy way. And he, there were things that he did that were wrong, but I think that you would be very hard pressed to find anybody that has a public persona um, that hasn't done something shitty. And I think that what I often hear is there's a trend here that Hefner was surrounded by kind of shitty people, but that kind of seems to be another trend of like rich people are kind of corrupt. So um, that's yeah. my take on it. I respect the fuck out of Hugh Hefner. I respect the fuck out of Playboy and the history. And I like to hear all sides. So that's why I like to spend a lot of time in these groups is because you hear both sides of the story. Obviously we're having the perspective of all the women that feel that they were wounded um, by his yeah. actions actions of playboy but i like to hear the other side i like to hear the pro half people i love the whistle bunnies i love um hearing all <laughs> the random peoples in the uh, facebook group because that's where it pops off and you know i'm gonna have holly explain to you guys the difference of the two uh key playboy groups on facebook if you want to go fucking deep dive first of all I want to say that i fell into the playboy hole when watching secrets of playboy and I felt like I started to psychoanalyze who you have and who he was because I didn't know as much about him as you did. And I come from a psychologist background in my studies and counseling background. So I see it from that perspective of psychoanalyzing someone. And so I started with Hugh Hefter and then I went to the interviews of the females that were on there and things that they experienced or they claim they experienced, you know, um, assault and substance abuse. And so that's where I just like really like dove into this, um, this culture. And it became like so big that I've stayed in it for over a year now. And this is how I met you too. So I like hearing all different sides of the story and seeing people's growth and healing or lack thereof. And like, I keep things personally to myself, but I have my own opinions too, because I'm a human of these, these women and of Hugh Hefner. And I actually will say that I am on the side of Hugh Hefner. I am pro Hugh Hefner. I also see things that he did wrong because I can be anti-man at times in my pers personal life. So there we go. Up. I am, I'm kind of a feminist. <laughs> and so, um, but I really have been a true believer forever that feminism is equalism and that's as far as it should go. Uh, there shouldn't be, um, I don't like the, what's it called? Misandry of it all where you're anti-man in the ways of like, not seeing the truth in things. And I'm not with that. Like I said, facts speak for themselves. Um, Hugh Hefner was the first person that stood up against segregation on television. Mm -hmm. He had black men and black women in that studio with Playboy After Dark. Yeah. Um, he hired black uh, Playboy bunnies to waitress at the yeah. clubs. Like, 
that is so fucking cool to me. And as an anti-racist human being, like the respect that I have, sometimes it brings me to tears uh, because it's so huge to me. And I just, it's beautiful to me, Playboy culture, um, giving both women and people of color that space is so cool. And, and um, you know, if you guys haven't noticed, the top is an old school ashtray from the Playboy clubs. This character right here. Her name is The Femlin, and she's a art creation from an artist. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. She's uh, my favorite. I love The Femlin. I was just telling Holly about her. Um, and she's playing, she's holding one of the keys in the little thing, and she's all sexy. She's naked with her heels and her long gloves. Um, so look up The Femlin, and she's a female sex gremlin. <laughs> I just one thing that. that I have in common with Hugh Hefner is the fact that he was a veteran, and I was, I'm also a veteran. We were both in the military, so... Um, that's something that I can share an empathy with him because I understand how it feels to come from that type of culture too. It's very interesting. Right. I, um, I was not aware that he was a veteran, but that's um, another great yeah. thing. It just shows how well-rounded he was. Um, I've always viewed him as kind of a neurodivergent icon in a lot of ways himself. Um, we all know if we've, you know, dove into this, uh, how particular he was about the things that he liked and disliked. And, and he demanded nothing but like perfection from at least what he was getting in his life, which I have a lot of admiration for somebody, you know, people say like, oh, he's being a control freak or things like that. But I don't really see it as that. I kind of see like he knows what he wants and he values like the things in his life. And I think that a lot of it maybe comes from like poverty background, maybe when you're younger. Um, things like that because uh when you look at like the foods that he ate and stuff like that it's real like american fucking you know yeah. just real staples like i'm sure i haven't heard of you know him eating a bologna sandwich but i kind of feel like he's the type of guy that would appreciate as, like as melinda melinda would say melinda one of the burner accounts on one of the facebook groups yeah melinda we want to interview you reach out to us girl or guy, um, Melinda would say that Hef reminded them of their grandparents, their grandpas. So I was like, okay, it's interesting. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, there's so many characters within this Playboy universe and I get so sidetracked and I'm so like severely ADD that I'm ADHD and I'm just like, woo, all over the place. Um, But like, so we were kind of breaking down these Playboy groups. So I'm so sorry that we got off track here. This is our first episode. You know what? I feel like we're doing really fucking good. So we both have symptoms of ADHD because we're thinking more than faster than we were speaking guys so. right <laughs> so anyway so there's the two groups holly calls the kind of ass kissy one the pink group why do you call yes. it the pink group <laughs> um they're all about cupcakes and rainbows you know um <laughs> no they're very pro holly pro bridget and i can see why that they have their own group or i also like to call it a click but we also have our own click too so it's it's fine we're the mean, we're the mean girls which no is it's okay to not like somebody and to not like a celebrity because this is how we know them we know them as famous girls that right. we're it's, a, it's a so. sick kind of uh parasocial relationship kind of thing you yeah. hear talked about a lot lately parasocial relationships are kind of like a buzzword right now on the internet and um, that's exactly it is that these people really empathize with her because they see similarities in themselves. And, mm. um, you know, when we love somebody, we fucking fight for them even when they're wrong. And, 
Um, for me, I feel like there's a lot of wrong being done on all sides, but I hear a lot of venom coming from the Holly and Bridget camp. Um, as far as the groups, I can't say anything that's like anything but like eating their assholes. Like I can, I would probably get away more with posting in the pink group and saying, I want to perform oral sex on both of those women so bad. Like I want to fucking muff dive with the best of <laughs> And everybody's like, yes, girl, they're so hot. Okay. So they're okay, guys. So there's like the pink group. Um, I'm not sure of the actual name of it. It's, um, I, I think it's just like girl, a fan. Girl level fan group or something. Um, then it's the group that we're in, which is also a discussion group, but it's, we get to share more of our opinions and we're not slandered for, you know, our free speech. <laughs> well, it's like the T group too. Cause like, of course, yeah. like the camp, the assy camp, the fucking coochie Queens, like, I'm sorry, you guys. Okay. So I'm kind of crude. Well, so that's why it's pink girl. The pink, it, <laughs> the, the rolled up pink queens. socks group. Oh, and I'm pansexual, by the way. I'm not being like homophobic by saying like, oh, I fucking be would be more accepted by that. It had nothing to do that. I was just saying the vulgarity of saying something like that. They would be like, yes, they'd celebrate that. Whereas if I was like, hey, Kendra was a teenager when she was doing these things, and these women were damn near in their thirties or almost in their thirties. Why are they talking shit? And everybody's like, you really like. I just can't believe you or like, they just don't really say it. Like, it's funny. Cause like I have these interactions so often, but I can't yeah. think of anything of like substance. Like that has been memorable. That has Which, been like an argument. You know, it really blows my mind because Hef was like pro freedom of speech, freedom of press, totally so, like a whatever you want. Totally but yet, they're silent, but we become silenced in a playboy group. So. Right. It's so wacky because yeah. it's a lot of these people that I think have like very like leftist views, which both of us are very leftist, I think, at the core of, like, who we are as individuals, um, you know, but, like, I, 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 anymore, I'm just completely, like, anarchist, fuck them all, you know, eat the rich, um, so, like, it's just kind of crazy to be in a space like that with people that probably are pretty mindful about social issues that are, like, it, it's very strange to me, but I think because of the uh, misandry of it all and the man hating and things like that, it's easy to demonize a person like Hugh Hefner uh, yeah. in opposed to demonizing people that are actively yeah. right now in 2024, um, you know, just completely like taking a fucking battering ram to a door of something that's been closed for a really long time and and ruffling feathers and it's really sad you see uh kendra wilkinson she's really been demonized in a lot of this and she's been somebody that has held up a career for a really really long time without having to use playboy as the basis to it um mm -hmm. and she's now kind of being forced into a spot where she's having to like talk about a lot of this stuff because people won't just fucking leave her alone. And um, so it's like, she had said that she was struggling with depression or like that yeah. she had a panic attack that put her in the hospital. Well, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm not surprised because the way that people are just running her through the mud and I'm not even talking about the podcast. I'm talking about the general consensus of the people that are consuming this podcast that yeah. are then demonizing a girl that was barely probably 10 years into even having a menstrual cycle like yeah. what the fuck you guys like I just yeah. don't understand that like she was a kid still as far as I'm concerned I think of myself at 20 21 even 25 and I'm like 
I'm a complete, I've been three different people since then. Yeah. And yeah. It's just really weird to me. And it feels just, it's bullying. It's the very thing that these people are exclaiming about everybody else is that they're, they're bullied and they're being, yeah. you know. I agree. And when you're a teenager, you're still in that bracket of not being in the next bracket of being in the, in your twenties or in your thirties or me now in my forties. <laughs> How sad. So that brings us to our first point that we were going to discuss about two days ago, Kendra Wilkinson did some interview an interview for people.com. Okay. So I brought it up on my phone and I'll read the, the title of the article. And then it has a video underneath it. The article says Kendra Wilkinson has quote empathy for Holly Madison quote, respect for playmates who came forward on Hugh Hefner. And so I will go down and read one of the quotes from the video. It says, quote, time is funny. This is a quote from Kendra. Um, time is funny because it really does a lot of weird things. I respect what Holly, Bridget, and Crystal are saying. I respect what they've been through, and I respect their stories, end quote. So what do you think this means? At this point in time, do you feel that she is experiencing some growth and healing? Because in yes. my perspective, it does. Well, it, it's because previously in the years prior, she's mm -hmm. adamantly been like, I'm over it. I've processed this. But <laughs> as we know that that's a defense mechanism and not to psychoanalyze anybody, but I feel like Kendra's probably heavily a candidate for having BPD um, because of her experiences and being thrust into that environment as such a young woman in that developmental time where she also was an addict. Um, out of all of the Playboy books, I just want to say that Kendra's is my favorite. Um, when I read that, I fell in love with Kendra as a human. I actually was very put off by her in the show, consuming it in the early stages of me, like diving into all of this. And then now that I'm in almost my mid 30s I empathize with her so much and I look and I'm like man this is this is a whole lot for her and knowing that she you know much like myself was a teenage addict you know sleeping yeah. on a dealer's couch fucking the dealers things like that you know she she was a sex worker you know from the get also like yeah. I was yeah. I mean as soon as I was a legal adult I was doing sex work and I empathize with that in Kendra and her experience is so much different than probably most people that were have girlfriends and she's had a very unique experience. I think that the only people that probably can really understand Kendra's take are the Shannon twins. That's interesting. That is. So one thing that I also wanted to add to that was um, Kendra being younger a lot. Well, she was still a teenager at the time and where we've all been a teenager right before your healing or your spiritual healing, or before you learn these life lessons, you're wanting, you're more prone to react and do a clap back, you know? So I can see how she clapped back on, on Twitter and the things that she did say about Holly were, they were gross. They really were. And where she's using words like, um, you know, she has respect and she empathizes. That says to me that she is seeking some kind of therapy. Right. The, the way that she, of um, so she's learning. Yeah. She, she obviously is in, and you can see her growth though. And you know, that woman, she struggled through a lot on national TV and she, she changed a lot and she had a lot of life experiences and, you know, she's given herself basically like a rebranding, but the problem is, is that she's being dragged back into the shit that she felt that she already processed. Yeah. So I am not surprised that this has triggered her and just, really given her a hard time and it's very sad to me and yeah. i just it's People, crazy go ahead 
I was just saying, um, it's crazy to me that the people that are empathizing with Holly and Bridget cannot do the same for Kendra. And also for those women to not empathize and want to be motherly to her in this situation, because for me, all I see is somebody that I just want to give a hug and be like, hey, you know, like you're valid in your experience. This is something that really helped your life. This helped define you. But there were a lot of things also that I'm sure were really hard. Um, And, you know, for her, it was always like, it felt like Hef was more of like a father figure, which I'm sure it really fucks up things when you have to be like sexually active with that person. But also, I mean, think about a lot of girls. I mean, in my world, um, there's sex workers and then there's the girls that don't think they're sex workers and those are the sugar babies, right? So like these sugar relationships are very much um, mirror of what happened with um, Hef and his girlfriends, you know, it's a, it's a sugaring type relationship and um, it is sex work at the root of it. And you can have like a very deep connection with a sugar daddy. I mean, they're providing for you. They're giving you a life that you would have to work very, very hard to have, you know, and they're providing for you. They're giving you safety. They're giving you security. And so the depth of that, you know, I just, I just really feel for the girl. And so I think that that's where a lot of my, like, is it brazenness, I guess, of like wanting to fight for the truth in this situation. I think that's where it comes from. And no, by saying fight for the truth, I'm not whistle bunny, you guys. (laughs) Like, I just enjoy that shit. And I totally like on my own have made these opinions. And it's been refreshing to see people who Holly and I assume are playmates ex-girlfriends, people that know what's up. Um, I mean, I've been invited into the Hef uh, friends kind of group. And so I know there's a lot of people that are active on. um, Yeah, they are. Groups that are pro half. And so it really could be anybody. And that's what I was talking about at the beginning about this mystery, you know, that you guys maybe could help us solve is who the fuck is anonymous poster? Who is Melinda? Who is Michelle? Yeah, who is Michelle? You know, these people talk to Holly. Who is Pember? Pember? Pember's fucking real. We love Pember. Okay, listen, Pember is problematic, but I fucking love Pember. I'm not mad at you, Pember, if you listen to this. I'm not mad at you. Oh, Pember will listen. I don't have a grudge. Pember's going to want to do an episode. Oh, my God. We should have the controversy episode. If you guys enjoy this, we can try to get some of these people even to, you know, anonymously speak with us about their truth. I want to hear it. There is this huge platform that Holly and Bridget have. And and I really want to reiterate, I am not trying to battle these women. I am just yeah. fucking speaking a different perspective. And I feel like it's something that... Um, you know, as a whole, outside of the Playboy community, people aren't really talking on a platform like a podcast about this stuff. And uh, it's so interesting. It's bimbo clue. Yeah. Like we're but, in um, clue. A point I wanted to make is that I don't doubt at all that Holly Madison or even Bridget have been to mental health therapy before. I believe that Holly has because she says that she's been for years and I and I do believe her. But I she's also an intelligent look- woman. I will not yeah. take I just want to say that people heal at different times and points in their life. And it isn't always at the same time. And we have to understand also that Kendra is right now 38 years old and Holly turned 45 or 46. I don't know. That's also a question that we always talk about in the group. How old is she? Because we don't know. (laughs) Ageless enigma. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Holly could have had her healing also her wake up, her wake up moment at 38 years old. You know, because I know I had mine at 36. 
Yeah, um, I felt like I had my Saturn's return really like right on the money for my 30th birthday. Um, but I feel like I am evolving even currently um, into a completely different human than I was even at 30, at 34. And I just look forward to turning 40 like you just did yesterday. Happy birthday, Holly, Holly, Holly. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, she got she got a freestyle yesterday. Yes, I She's did. She's Kelsey. <laughs> So Kendra mentioned having um, depression and panic attacks. She went to the ER recently um, last month for having a panic attack and her ex-husband showed up for her. She says um, she also says in the video and in this article, um, she mentions having, you know, the depression. Um, so I think that's where she can empathize with Holly. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that she empathizes with them because there are things that have traumatized her in life, but I don't think that it's the same experience. Like I said in the beginning, basically what I already broke down is exactly how I feel about it because it's just, it is what it is. It's just a shared experience of being traumatized. And, um, you know, I, their stories are so different and I would love, you know, I I would love to see them sit down and, Hash this shit out so I could go back to loving Bridget. (laughs) (laughs) Bridget, we love you. (laughs) We love you, Bridget. What the fuck, girl? Like, it hurts me. Um, I mean, I publicly commented to her on her post a few days ago about, like, dude, you guys really love to talk about Kendra. And it just seemed very weird to me that she would not see that. Like, she always seemed like the one that really, like, had that soul, you know? And yeah. for me, be I was such a Bridget girl. Like I had the bobbleheads. Bridget would always be in the front. I exiled Bridget and Holly to the back of the line, and Kendra's up front because she doesn't need to be around them girls. They're mean to her. But I mean, like you know, that's that weird parasocial relationship, though. But like yeah. seriously, like Bridget, just it's it's really been very disappointing. And so I hope that maybe this could help them to grow because clearly they're still really processing stuff. And I feel like Bridget maybe possibly hasn't processed any of this stuff because she wears those rose colored glasses, which I love. I love that about her. Um, But I feel like she's processing through Holly majorly. And I think that that's really robbing her of the experience of healing from this trauma that she has had, or even if it's not traumatic, um, just processing what she went through and who she is as a person without Playboy. Yeah, that throws me into the next thing. Um, The point being, um, we wanted to talk about a a Reddit post that was posted earlier this morning. And the title says, Kendra hate train is dumb. Two truths can exist. And going into the post, someone writes, two truths can exist simultaneously. And this is something that Holly always says on the podcast. Two truths can exist. Two experiences can exist. But yet they're not accepting Kendra. Right. And it seems just very, very. um, It's it's kettle meat pot is what I say. Right. It's, and it's just tone deaf also to like, just pick and choose who you validate. Like, I don't understand that if you're trying to validate trauma here, like you need, you know, and that's another thing that I really don't like is the fact that um, you bring up that she was young and people are like, she was an adult, you know? And it's yeah. like, yeah, but like, we're all older than that. And we all know damn well that that's not, that's not the case. She well, was so- still young yeah some science facts are the teen brain does not finish growing and developing after the age of 25 right 
Right. So, and also not to mention the fact that she was an addict, right? I think uh from what I she did like meth and cocaine and she did oh, a lot of this. Yeah, I didn't know that she did. She did a lot of the stuff. stimulants, and so she stunted her brain's growth. And so they say, and I don't know if this is a fact, but as a teen addict, of course, I've heard all of this stuff. And people say that um, when the age that you are, when you start regularly using drugs, is kind of where you stunt your brain at. And so, especially, you know, people that have worked through therapy and things like that, and you know, even to the point where they're advertising better help on their platform which yeah. also that's like kind of like a kind of like a a faux pas like, i don't well, know i have my opinions about that well other people uh have really like spoken out about better health of being pretty predatory and um it's they, they have like, a history of breaking hipaa so and yeah, that so, right so it's always kind of boggled my mind that they're representing better help but um aside from that you would think that they would think about the depth of kendra's situation rather than just to be like she wore a fucking lakers jersey at our dinner for playmoy of the year she's an asshole you yeah, know like, I, I just watched that episode tonight before we did the podcast mm -hmm. right now so you know, there are parts where I can see, um, yeah, childish and immature, but that's, it is what it is. It's not that deep. She was childish and immature yeah. and now she realizes that. So do we still shame her or shade her? Do we still talk about her? I mean, for years, <laughs> I mean, it's been a year since the podcast has been on more than a year now. So I feel like it's just like one jab, one twist, talk about it, end it, grow up ladies. Right. Well, and it's, <laughs> It's kind of um, also like it's like uh, the two parter episodes and the um, breaking it in half and the being like, well, listen, you know, here's two episodes about a not even 30 minute TV show. that's really not that deep, but we're going to fucking psychoanalyze everybody. And we're, you know, like, except, like, except like, themselves, like, you know, <laughs> except for us. And um, we're going to just completely. Uh, validate every single person in this slice of cake fucking this beautiful uh you know sheet cake for your birthday from the, the playboy mansion kitchen we're gonna cut that sheet cake up but that fucking piece that's for kendra toss that motherfucker because we're not validating her but everybody else gets validation here i can see in that episode um the, which was playmate of the year with kara how how they felt like Kendra was seen stealing, but the way that they say it is tone deaf on the podcast. They, I haven't, um, I don't, I don't know. They accused Kendra of stealing the, the limelight of Kara. Oh, I thought you were talking about like actually stealing. Um, yes, but I think also like they've all stealing also... girl. That was Audra girl. That's <laughs> we're, on a, we're on a different episode. <laughs> shit, Audra, if you listen to this shit and you want to come talk, come talk to the fatty. Come talk to me. Um, hey, so listen though, like uh, so what my question also is in that is that um, you know, the they have also talked about the fact that production loved to spend extra time with Kendra, right? So why yeah. isn't it seen in that aspect of like you know, well, what what they're saying oftentimes they're like this was, you know, this was production. It wasn't, but like, you never hear that for Kendra. So like, what, what is it? Are they fluffing the story or are you all just assholes? 
Yeah, I mean, I wonder that too. I mean, you're all just fucking assholes. You're women. Women are at the core. We're fucking assholes. Like, we really have to break down barriers to like love each other and and kumbaya with each other. Which I'm all like a girls' girl and stuff, but I'm still quite aware that women we are fucking beat down by the patriarchy to hate each other and they they don't want us to love each other because we have too much strength as women and what i want to be seeing is women empowering women with this situation no matter what everybody's truth has validity and um yeah i feel like i'm like beating a dead horse but like i'm so passionate about this it is so not just and i think it's because i have adhd and i have that like complex of like i want to save the fucking world i don't like the injustices of the world i want to you know speak about them and and things like that it's you know that that fucking uh god complex type shit you know but like i just i hate that like i just yeah so yeah i want to say i hope at some point that they can Holly, Bridget, Kendra, Crystal can all get along. At, at, I forgot for about Crystal. Podcast or something, <laughs> and and discuss the the fact that they were young, sleeping with an eighty year old man, and leave it at that. Yeah, you guys were fucking Hugh Hefner. That's iconic. Like yeah. just like experience. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not you're, the a fan. you're like a super fan. You're more than a fan. No, it's the experience of like you're not the fucking him, but the you guys were that deeply in this world that all of us in 2024 are like, give us more, tell us everything. You know, like that's iconic on its own. If you can just listen to each other rather than to fucking compare apples to fucking, you know, red delicious to cosmic apples, they're still fucking apples. Like <laughs> Yeah. So if you had something to say to Holly and Bridget and Kendra, what would you say? To just be adults about this. Be adults. Stop being mean girls because this is mean girl behavior. And Kendra was a mean girl to them too. Like, listen, it's everybody. It's everybody. Yeah. Yeah, It's deep, deeply rooted in some kind of pain. Can yes. I be honest? Girls I don't are all getting really, along. <laughs> I don't really give a shit at this point to touch base on, you know, if I had an opportunity to talk to anybody, I'd be like, Melinda, who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> Marcy, I want to hear about the rest of the playmates. I am done with Holly and Bridget. I want more. Give me more. And then we got a book from Crystal. Nobody even asked for that. <laughs> I know. We already knew all about you, girl. We already were. We know. We were fucking... You were the runaway bride. We know what happened. Like Crystal's in our group. Got you all. I want to hear, hear more about the twins. That's what I want to hear more about. I want to hear. About I want to hear from the twins because we haven't heard from them since since that interview that they did, and then they kind of got called out because of the fertility thing, which I would love to like have them air it out. Twins, if you, you mean secrets of Playboy interview. Yeah. What did I say? Their, since their interview is that the last yeah 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 the secrets of playboy interview the one where they were like she, that she got pregnant and stuff and everybody was like wait a second we watched holly do in vitro and and we know all this and it's not physically possible it's weird i mean i don't know where they're at or what they're doing but at the same time we don't know where tina is either because i know that i know audra had uh posted something like where are you no one's heard from her since in years she's like reach out if you're on here <laughs> anonymously anonymous <laughs> she, she, could be, she could be melinda i don't know 
Dude, wouldn't that be kind of cool if she was Melinda? Dude, the the uh seven yeah. the fucking seven girlfriends were the most iconic to me. I want to hear from like Buffy. She's so hot. It was the year of the Anna Nicole too. I love Anna. That's my mom. Um. So yeah, I I really like. I think that this conversation is just so deep in a lot of ways, but also like surface level at the same time, it's very confusing how to really process a lot of it. But all in all, I just really, you know, I'm all for female uh, friendship, being a girl's girl, empowering women, empowerment, yeah, not cutting down other people over difference of like culture, bringing, you know, bringing yourself up in different places. Um, even your age too, like ageism. Yeah. Even you and I, you know, we're completely like, different but like at the core we can understand difference of opinion and I feel like that's like growing up is that's like a key piece that's important is listening to other people's experiences and allowing them to stand in their truth at the core no matter no matter what you know something going through my mind right now is like when I was a teenager I remember like kind of fighting over boys because I was I've always been boy crazy so I feel like Kendra was stuck in this like boy loving mind, you know, and maybe Bridget and Holly weren't because they were all, all, several years older. Well, and uh, the, for the, daddy. <laughs> the uh, pick me girl, you know, of course, Kendra was a pick me. Weren't we all pick me's at 20? Yeah, I sure was. Sometimes I still feel like I act like a pick me girl about some dumb shit, you know, like. It's hard because, again, the point is, is that, you know, we were raised by the patriarchy, girls. We were raised by the patriarchy. We were told to be this way. And it's a lot of uh, undoing and deprogramming that we all need to collectively do um, so that we can run the world. (laughs) So, Kendra, if you ever listen to this podcast, we support you. And I'm so happy that you're showing growth, healing and on your journey. And hopefully you find your place in your new career. So we heard about that recently too, that you're doing well in real estate and making some sales. So get that bag girl. And that's what I have to say. And be Um, a good mama. You're such a good mama. Um, I'm always impressed. I always have been whenever I saw, you know, and she was open about her motherhood and did it on TV, which, you know, that's always a question from people if they, support that or not you know which it's none of their fucking business um but she's just always stood in her truth and i just i can't not admire that you know kendra you know and then people it's like the whole cancellation kind of thing too and people being like well she was doing all this stuff and she's a white woman and you know things like that but it's like it's other white women that are sharing their opinions on this like i want to hear from too short on shit like that not from fucking too short hair fucking karen who thinks she's kathy like come on guys like this is not your place to speak on this do you think that holly and bridget um are are questioning or, or like keep on and on with this on the podcast where on the group they they call it um slamming her slamming kendra do you think that they're waiting for her to clap back and they're and now that she's not clapping back they're like what the heck like who is this well wouldn't it kind of be like a mind fuck if it was like their technique of trying to get kendra to like be involved with the podcast (laughs) it would be i mean but who knows i mean holly could be very very smart (laughs) We don't know. We've seen her do extraordinary things. 
Yeah, watching. Away, I will not ever take away that legacy of that woman. She has done really amazing things. I admire her as a hustler. I really fucking do. She's business minded. Um, but... Yeah, you can't slam her success. She did very well with her show, um, Beep Show, in Las Vegas. The hustle to that was amazing. <laughs> I really wish that I would have been able to watch that. I would have really enjoyed it. I really would have. You know, there was a point where I, you know, I have all the magazines. I have Holly's cover. I have Holly, you know, I have Holly merch. I loved Holly. I loved them all individually. Bridget, obviously, as I said, I was a Bridget girl. Um, but Kendra was the only one, ironically enough, that I didn't really ever embrace. But then once all of this stuff started happening the past year or so, um, I bought her magazines. I supported Kendra. I watched her new shows. I, um, you know, and I came from the property management world before I got back into the old corn industry. And, uh, you know, I, I like got to watch her selling Hollywood, you know, show while I was selling luxury apartments. And I was like, mm -hmm. Oh, there's a little parasocial relationship here growing. And yeah. And, yeah. So, and also, you know, we were, we were teenagers during that time when Kendra was too. And I yeah. very much understand who she was back then. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. Ghostwriting the whip. So many yeah. of my friends would do stupid shit like that. We also, we all listened to Bay Area fucking rap. And we all were very much like in the hip hop culture and things like that. And you know what? I have a fucking Wu-Tang tattoo. Like I've always rocked with hip hop because I was you know, raised during that time where it was encouraged to enjoy these kind of things. And, and it's like, we're starting to take art away from people. And, um, you know, I host a podcast where we, I report hip hop history every single week. Like that's out of fucking respect. Kendra was respecting a culture. She was a white girl that was fucking putting respect on these people's names. Like, why is it not being seen like this? I, I just don't understand how the world works. Yeah. Um, I I think there is a way that they can go about still continuing this e the, their episodes on the podcast and make it sound where it's less bashing. Quote bashing, Kendra. Yeah, and, and who the fuck their experiences? And just because it's their experiences also doesn't mean that it happened. Right, and it doesn't yeah. mean that they're, you know, they could be completely right. We could know nothing because we don't know these people at the end of the day. Yeah. We don't care, and they're never going to pick us. <laughs> Ouch. They're not picking us. Ouch. I'm sorry, Holly. Holland's not picking you, and Bridget's not picking me, and Kendra's not ever going to listen to this episode. But you know what? Melinda will. The <laughs> <laughs> fucking Pember will. And <laughs> hell, Dylan no. might even listen. Um, so are there, I think that we should wrap it up this episode. Yeah, I was going to say, are there any other things that you wanted to touch on? Um, I just want to say hi to Marston, Melinda, Michelle, our fans. <laughs> That's just kidding. We really do like genuinely though. I appreciate you guys all sharing your stories. I appreciate yeah. anonymous posts. I think that it gives you guys a voice that you don't have to feel like you're performing for anybody or that you're going to be fucking ass cheeks on fire on USA daily or whatever the fucking tabloids are called. I can't remember anymore, you know, but like, you, I respect that. I think the anonymous function is what makes the not pink group the superior group. <laughs> and I'm there. I'm fucking there for it. And who knows? Maybe I might make a little anonymous post here and there too. 
I'm on here right now making one. I'm just kidding. I, I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but I just honestly, like, I have respect for everybody's truth. I have respect for Holly. I have respect for Bridget. I have respect for Kendra. I have respect for Crystal. God, we keep on forgetting about Crystal. Yeah. She's um she's a boring girl. I can't relate. But you know what I, I like she's she's beautiful. I've always said uh season six was a fun season to watch. I always was a fan of season six of the girls next door. I enjoyed watching Crystal. I enjoyed watching <laughs> the twins, especially because they're my age. So I'm just like, oh, you bad girls. Um, I really like them. Um, I enjoyed that. A lot of people don't like that season six, but I liked it. Crystal, um, speak your truth, girl. Don't don't be don't be just trying to hit the fucking tabloids and the buzzfeeds and oh my god, I'm such an old lady. What's it you called? Know, and I know that we want to hear tea. We're like, uh, girl, we're over here like choking on tea because we want so much of the tea and the drama. That's why we're on these forums and these posts. <laughs> yeah. we, love, we love celebrity gossip. Like our, my life is so boring. I have to like listen to your wild ass lives. <laughs> Yeah, you know, my life is not boring, and it's kind of crazy that I still am so invested in this shit, but there's, like, days where shit's popping off in the group, and I've just been up working all night long, and Holly will be like, this is it, this shit's on the group, and I'll, like, wake up, and there's, like, 20 messages I've got to catch up. I'm like, Holly, I'm super busy today, but then I always come back around, and I catch up. That's my fucking, those are my soaps. You guys are my soaps every day. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we're keeping them relevant. They yeah, us. <laughs> yeah, and hey, anonymous, you know, all of you guys, if you only are motivated to do this posting, you know, at least you know that Holly and I are eating it the fuck up. Oh, and Grisella, she's so cool. Is that Who? how you say her name, Grisella? Who is it? Um, she's our friend. Grisella. Oh, Grisella Rodriguez. Grisella. I don't think it's Grisella. Is it Gr Grisella? <laughs> Baby girl, tell us your name. And hey, if you want to do an episode and break it down with us, uh, please let us know. Because I'm only going to be able to get superstars every once in a while. Um, so, and on that note, let me tell you guys what I've got cooking for you. I do actually have some very iconic bimbos on the roster to be talking on my podcast. I have multiple Playboy alumni, and you're going to shit yourself when you hear the first one. Um, I love my friends. I love my collective uh, weirdos that I befriend, my B-list friends, my Z-list friends, and my unknown friends. And I am so excited to uh, have this platform that I'm going to use to just fucking talk and really like let's talk about the stuff that the celebrities are too afraid to ask because I'm going to ask it and um, but in a respectful way and hey if you hate it well I'll edit it out <laughs> um, but like you know at the end of the day uh, you guys please um, speak your truth stand in your truth don't let people knock you off of your pedestal because god damn it you you built that little pedestal out of your experiences and you deserve to stand on it um have your soapbox have your uh hugh hefner sheet cake and eat it too um and if you're uh feeling zesty please make me some of those uh um uh chocolate chip cookies um yeah no i always i want um a I want like a recipe book with like the mansion recipes. Wouldn't that be so cool? Yes. Um, actually someone had posted like the recipe in the Hef group to the 
the cake. The HMH chocolate, cake. Uh, chocolate yeah. cake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should make that. We should do an episode where we just like do like a, ki a kitchen kind of chat and we can both make the chocolate cake. Well, it's time for me to go, guys. So I'm going to get off of here. Holly, can you podcast? Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holly, if you have any last little uh, wisdom words or, um, you know, if you want people to find you, what do you, what do you want? How do you want to take it out right now? No, I don't want to be found, but you can find me on the group. <laughs> the group. On the mean the girl group. group. <laughs> you can find me on the mean girl group. My name's Holly. It's kind of hard to like not find me. I, yeah. The name always stands out. And uh, I am, as always, Foxy Fox or Kelsey Pennywinkle. If you want to jerk off to me, you can find me on the internet. Just Google me. Um, and if you want to step it up, you can go to my links on my socials and uh, subscribe to my site. Um, and, hey, you know, if you want to ditch with uh, the Walmart Trish, <laughs> also hit me up, uh, foxybox at gmail.com. And if you have any hate, you can also... Uh, email it to my friend over at the Surreality Podcast because she asks for that at the end of her episodes. <laughs> oh, and uh, on that note, also shout out to Surreality Podcast. I feature on there. I feature on Smokers Lounge Podcast and every Wednesday night live at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Dylan from Palm uh, and Thickness Protection Program. We do a podcast called Beatbox where we talk about uh, current hip hop news, hip hop history, um, current buzzing headlines. We do mental health check-in uh, and and we review like three new albums and two new singles every single week. Um, and it's a good fucking time. So I'll see you there. Bye. Bye. Bimbo Box is part of the Outside the Box Productions universe. Don't forget to think outside of the box. Like, subscribe, share, and turn on those notifications.